welcome to Happy Hour, a weekly careers podcast where we talk about work life from the perspective of two real people. We're your hosts, Brittany Bowering and Penny Blackmore. If you like our show, um, just listen and listen to it. Share it sometimes if you find an episode. Hopefully laugh your butt off. Yeah, exactly. Just enjoy. Just please, please enjoy. Um, Very nice. I mean, that was the point where we were supposed to tell you to like subscribe and do all those things. But I just don't know if it if it does anything. I still believe in it. All right, it's Rate a good reminder. Subscribe. Go yeah. on. It'd be actually really nice to get a couple of new ratings because no, I don't think anybody's done that for a while. Yeah. What are you guys up to? I love a rating. Press the buttons. It's a, it's it. I know that it sounds sad, but it literally is the greatest <laughs> thing that when Penny and I read a, a new rating, as long as it's positive, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. We sound really desperate now. How are you? How are you, Brit? <laughs> Sometimes you gotta be desperate, you know? I'm good. I'm doing good. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, I had a really nice week. I had one of those weeks where nothing was specifically happening, but a lot of things <laughs> were going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had like a lot, like a lot of like loose ends to tie up and things to plan. But I kind of love those weeks because mm. it's like, mm. You know, you're kind of in the in-between and you're sort of like a bit more chilled out than usual. Mm. It's like yeah. an admin admin week. Oh, I wish I had done more admin. This mm. is the problem. Tell me about I'm it. I'm just, oh, I'm floating in it We're right still now. looking for an assistant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello. We got so many applications. We can't, <laughs> we can't decide. Well, we literally we got, got no none. applications. No one applied. I think it's because we're all so good at um, helping you to stay in your job. Yeah, <laughs> for two people and we keep like telling us. you not to work too much and all that stuff so fair enough yeah. also though like i don't know if we're actually are we actually hiring someone i think so okay cool we totally are when we're ready when we're ready <laughs> we're so ambiguous people are like are they hiring i have no idea <laughs> i love that no yeah i'm doing good i mean because of this because of the week the uh the more relaxed tone of my week mm-hmm. i was able to catch up with some uh old colleagues old and twins friends Mm, and that was really that. nice because it got me thinking. I I shared this thing on Instagram that I saw came, uh, come up in my feed about horizontal networking. Of course, yeah. It's so it's important. It's really so important. Mm. So uh, that was really nice. Got to catch up with an old colleague, Callum. Hi, Callum. It's one of my faves. Better be listening. Um, I don't know if he'll be listening. I think he listens every now and again. But um, his cousin oh, l- really likes to listen. So if she's listening, Hello. Callum's cousin. She's like, I don't exist. Callum made me up. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that was really nice. And it's just like, it's just so good to um, catch up with people and and people who are kind of, um, that you've worked with before. You have this like real common bond Mm. and you can really talk about like career stuff and work. Yeah, and shared experiences. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It was just really nice. And then I dragged him to my comedy show. And um, he loved it. He was mm-hmm. a bit drunk, though, but he still really loved it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best instance to come to one of your shows. Totally. Like, rip-roaringly drunk. So yeah. you're like, everything's hilarious. Penny came really drunk one time and mm-hmm. absolutely adored the I was, show. like, snorting with laughter. Yeah, yeah. Brittany mm-hmm. kept turning around and my head was, like, falling <laughs> off my body. I was like, enough. And yeah. I was, like, slapping my leg and That's everything. That's the best. I love... The I'm thing, a big knee slapper, I have to say. It's so interesting because my, like... My best friends in life are really, really great uh, audience members at comedy Aww, shows. That's nice. Like all of the, pe- it's so interesting because mm. like they're the people who are like, 
don't take it themselves too seriously, mm. are up for a good time. You know what I mean? They let themselves like succumb to the, you know, because some people are so uptight at comedy shows. They're like, you have to make me laugh. It's like, you're uh, there to let, just have a good time. For get God's over sake. yourself. It's five euros. But also yeah. <laughs> like, you'd hope that your friends also share the same sense of humor, right? This is true, So actually. there's that defining factor. But, like, Callum was dying laughing at a few things. That I, and it just made me have such a great time because I, then I was laughing. Oh, it was just great. Really great. What's going on with you, Penny? Um, so I've been thinking about, okay, how do you feel about this, Brit? I feel like nobody ever talks about the fact that when you're falling in love with someone, you can't concentrate on anything and it really negatively affects your work. That is absolutely a thing. Like I have a friend who had to, and she's like a successful children. She has uh, published children's novels. Yeah. Um, and she's a successful writer and she actually had to repeat one of her semesters at university because she was falling in love with this guy who ended up being her husband. Oh my God, um, that's hilarious. And she just couldn't focus. I think that's a, that, that's why it's such a huge problem if mm. you get involved with someone at work because it's like a double whammy. Yeah, they're right there. They're right. Like, how could you ever get anything done? That's probably a big reason why companies are like, no workplace mm. romance. I, I remember when I was involved with someone at work, I looked fabulous every freaking oh, yeah. day of the week. Oh, yeah. I was like getting up early to make sure that every eyelash had like perfect amounts of mas- mascara on it yeah. so that when I flooded my eyelashes, it was like full effect. <laughs> The flutter. The heels, the dress, the hair, everything. Well, see, this is the problem because um, this reminds me a lot of being in high school where the guys that you would see at, you know, or the, the people that you would see at school were pretty much like the only people you would see outside yeah. of your house. Yeah, like, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Unless you were like in a bunch of, uh, you know, extracurriculars. But like, uh, so I, that I remember this like anxiety every, because, you know, I always had some kind of crush going mm. on, let's get real, mm. right? And it was just like, the anxiety over what to wear and what to, like, was just a mm. lot, mm. you know? I mean, I went to an all-girls school, so oh, wow. I don't know anything about that. I don't think I knew that. Did really? I know that? Oh, it was really good for me because I was a super ugly teenager. Oh. And I'm not being, like, self-deprecating. It's really no problem. But I was, I was a That's why you've now got a great personality. That's right. Yeah. You always want friends. And me and Brittany were talking about this the other yeah. day. You want friends who are ugly in high school mm-hmm. um, because that's when you develop a good personality or at least sense they, of like, like humility. they weren't popular. You don't want to yeah. be friends with the person who was popular in high school. No. Because it's like usually, I mean, this is really bad because probably a lot of people <laughs> listening are like, I think I was popular in high school. And it's like, well, then Here's some take, definitive statements. According take a cold, to hard look at yourself in the mirror, all right? And ask yourself, you know, Have are you, you interesting? Have you got some hobbies and interests? <laughs> Have you got some good gags? Have you got a exactly. healthy dose of derp? Yeah, exactly. You have to have a bit of derp, a oh, bit yeah. of realism. Oh, you know? yes. No, I've, I know that came off a bit strong, but I still, I do actually stand firmly behind it. I think it. I stand by it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Whatever. Yeah, there was no way I was getting a boyfriend in high school. Oh. I was literally off the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Which That's, was fine. Whatever. You know, whatever. Mm. You don't have a problem finding a boyfriend now. Should we cut that? Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I, I don't. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lady in demand. She's a, in high demand. <laughs> Cheers to that.
today's topic for our lovely podcast is emails. And although that sounds a little bit dry, I'm really excited about this topic because I think it is so, so helpful. Helpful, but also we're a little terrified that no one's going to listen to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it might be one, it might be a A surprise smash hit. Exactly. Like an underdog, you know what I mean? That comes out on top. I just can't wait to see. I cannot wait. One listen and it's Penny. So we will be, (laughs) yeah, me several times. Um, So we'll be covering organization. So like how to keep yourself on top of your inbox, Mm -hmm. Um, formatting. So like how do you put an email together so that it uh, makes sense? Mm -hmm. Um, Replying etiquette, uh, how to avoid faux pas and general etiquette for emails. So like how much of a how much of yourself to be yeah. in the email? You got you want to come across like a boss in an email. But know? not an asshole. Ooh, true. It's mm. a it's a, a fine line to walk. Can you <gasps> walk a fine line? Yeah. I think I just came up with a, a subject, um, a sign-off. Anyway, we can talk Ooh, about that later. Ooh, a new sign-off coming at you later. Uh, Stay uh, tuned uh, for that one. Um, okay, so let's start with organization. So what's the first thing that you would say about organization that is has been useful for you? So I aggressively have many email addresses. So I have one for spam, basically. And that includes things like if I sign up to a newsletter or an email list from a company or an online publication, then I'll make sure that they all go to this one email address. So you might get like shitloads of emails in that inbox and you can just like not even look at it, not even open it until you're ready and you're in the right state of mind. And that just helps to deal with like the overwhelm that comes with a full inbox. Then I have a personal one for personal projects and like um, job inquiries and that sort of thing. Um, And for my family. And then finally, I have a purely work one. So Mm. um, I make sure that all the labels and filters settings are set on Gmail. Yeah. Um, So that the only things that are coming into that primary inbox are of utmost importance. I love the Gmail like auto folder thing, whatever they call that. So it auto like throws your emails in different folders depending on what they predict they are. So all those like promotional and advertising ones go into a folder that you can literally click like delete all. Mm. Um, And, you know, you're, you can, yeah, it's just, it's so, so helpful. And really like, I used to not have that Mm. like for the longest time. And someone was like, you know, you can, and I was like, oh wow. Yeah. And I'm definitely an email (laughs) minimalist. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I just want everything to be clear and visible and um, comprehensible, comprehensible. Yeah, totally. at all times. What's your next tip, Brie? I think the other thing to think about is when are you going to answer your emails mm-hmm. and do that on like um, a regular basis, obviously, but have yourself kind of a, an idea of what time of day you usually answer emails. Maybe that's only once a day. Maybe that's more than once a day, depending on uh, what's required of you and your role. And you're saying like set a limit so that you're only... For sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. or else you're in email all day long. You know the feeling when you're waiting for an email and you just keep pressing refresh? Yes. <laughs> I no, wish, I don't know. Yeah, what I wish I didn't about. know what that There's was about. There's one email but... that Brittany and I are particularly waiting for at yes, the moment. Anytime, hun. Anytime. Any We're so day. excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the other thing I think um, that's important is don't send, like, I actually think it's really inappropriate to send a work-related email, like, on the weekend yeah, or on Sunday. Just leave it in your draft folder. I mean, and then you the minute you get in on Monday, send. you can hit send. I schedule send them because mm. that that way I know they're going to go out and I'm not going to forget. Mm. Um, so I'll schedule send things for like 
8 a.m. on Monday. Mm. And I'm like literally probably not even awake. Just kidding. I'm awake at 8 a.m. on Monday, of course. I'm a I professional. I'm a professional. <laughs> um, but I love doing that. The schedule send is like my favorite because sometimes on the weekend, you actually do want it. You're in the mood. You're like, hey, I've got a, I've got a couple of work-related things that I could like smash out here. Um, and maybe you didn't have a productive week the week before or whatever. Mm. And then you can just schedule them in and get them out of the way. It's just such a freeing feeling. But 100%. definitely don't start sending emails at like 11.30 p.m. and all that weird stuff. Mm. You know? It just stresses people out. Yeah. And makes unless, things that people feel like they should be on call all the time. Exactly. I feel like unless you're in a different time zone, then all is forgiven. Yeah. You know? I used to have a friend that... Um, had one of those old phones, like non, it's a non-smartphone. Right. So it just makes calls. It's crazy. Remember and when I'm it like, used to be smartphone? I cannot versus- imagine like living in a world where it would be okay for me to have that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no yeah. boss of mine would ever be like, it's okay. Totally. Write the email when you get back to your computer. I was like, no. No, no. <laughs> I was like, that is white male privilege. No, I'm just joking. It's, <laughs> it was just literally, he does a different job than me. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, there you go. let's toddle on. All right. So next up. Oh, yeah. So um, (laughs) I wasn't sure if you were going to talk. So it's a good idea in particular scenarios to set up an auto response. So like um, this is otherwise known as an out of office, but you can set these up for any occasion. Like, for example, if you're um, working with your colleagues to push for a particular deadline on a particular project and it's going to be an insane week, then you can sometimes just set up a little auto response that says, hey, I'm not going to have as much access to my email this week as usual. I'll definitely be checking it every day. But if there's an emergency, just send me a text or give me a call so that people know like, okay, cool. She is there or he is there and they're reading my emails, but they might not be able to get back to me as soon as I'd like. Yeah, I really should use that a bit more actually Mm. because I tend to, unless I'm literally on holiday, Mm. I usually don't use my autoresponder, but it's so helpful. if I And I do workshops where I'm literally in a workshop all day. Yeah, and you don't look at your phone. Yeah. And then you get all these like panicked missed calls from clients who are like, did you see my email? And you're like, no, I'm sorry, I didn't. Yeah. I would have loved to. Um, And what's the last one, Britt? The last one is about about templates, uh, the templates feature Mm -hmm. within email. It used to be called canned responses. Yeah. And now it's called templates. So how do you feel? This is in Gmail, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Before we talk about that, how do you feel about uh, or how good is the Gmail auto finish on your email when you're writing? It's all right. Never knows what I'm going to say. Neither do I. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm on the same page, you know? Mine is so accurate. It's spooky. Okay, that's weird. Like it even uses like my lingo now. See, mine really doesn't use my lingo and it's irritating Uh, to me. Yeah, no. like, Like, get to know me. Why? Yeah. It's a smiley face at the end of that sentence. How can you not know? Yeah. Um, I really love it. I used to have so many canned responses in my last job. Literally probably like 25 or 30. Yeah, I've I've never really used I've never really used templates in emails. Mm. It's a great idea. And what you can do is like if you're sending uh, I would say if you've got three email categories, just like all you have to do is save the draft and then you can just bung it in there and change the relevant things. But make mm-hmm. sure you're changing them and you're not leaving like the company name of the previous, you know what I mean? Yes. Like if you're like, dear Mercedes, da 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 and then you reuse that email. That's a nightmare. Yeah. Um is that what is that all we wanted to say about the templates feature? Yes. Okay, great. Because I wasn't sure what you wanted to say about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was your point. 
No. Okay, no, fine. That's Next, so funny. Let's go to formatting. Yeah, let's move to formatting because I actually think this is where uh, the big value is going to be in, okay. the, in this next little bit big here. Big call, Brit. I mean, the, in the next <laughs> in the next rest of the episode. Okay. So don't just stop listening after we get. Yeah, okay. we're only going to amp it up. So here's the thing. I hate in emails when someone sends you an email and it's like super long, um, but also filled with questions, Ugh. but also... Uh, the questions are just like in, like strewn about mm. in the paragraphs. Oh my lord! This happens more often than you would think. Yeah, a lot of stream of consciousness style emails. Yes. I'm like, no, the, an email isn't an opportunity to just say everything you think and feel at the time. Yeah, like there should be a clear action point, a clear yes. question, a clear call to action. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Always at the end of the email is what are you trying to get from them? Do you yeah. want them to answer these questions? Do you want to book a call? Do you want to to uh, set up a meet, whatever, like make it super clear and put it at the end. And also, oh, I just thought of this. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of trouble with people. So I almost want to read you this email, but I got an email the other day saying um, I, we were trying to line up a time for a call. Yeah. And I had suggested a couple of times this week that's just happening now. Mm-hmm. And the person wrote back, um, cool. Uh, da, 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 I'm away in a conference, so a call would be good. And I'm like, okay, cool. So this person still wants to have a call while mm-hmm. they're at the conference. That's how I interpreted it. Right. But instead he he wrote back, he wrote back <laughs> and he was like, no, no, I'm at a conference this week, so it'll have to be next week. And I'm like, okay, that was not clear Wasn't at all. Clear. Yeah. Like if you're getting to times and dates, don't make it uh, open to interpretation. Yeah. Not Monday, ambiguous. 4 p.m. Berlin time. Yeah, That's yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Like, don't don't be like, and also in a lot of different countries, this week and next week means different things. Totally. So be hyper aware of that. That is very true. Another Rant thing, over. Another Sorry. thing, though, on this sort of similar uh, uh, storyline, when someone, so let's say someone reaches out to you to set something up like to set up a call or a meeting and you're going back and forth, whose job is it to send the calendar invite? Whoever wants the meeting. So whoever instigated. Yes. Okay, interesting. So if you're chasing someone for a meeting, you should be sending the calendar invite for sure. Got it. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I always wondered that because every time I set something up with someone, I'm always like, just wait. I'm like, Am I gonna get a calendar invite? Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Should I and send also, that, like, or? if you don't know, ask. Yeah. You're like, okay, cool. Are you gonna send me through a calendar invite? And they're like, yes, I'll do that now. Perfect. So make sure that, like, when that's the call to action. So if yeah. if the call to if the action point is send a calendar invite or set up a time or I just feel or like, introduce me to someone, then yeah. make sure you get that point across at the end of the call. Totally. I just feel like it's a real like. That's already like a bit of a, to me, a weird power power dynamic yeah. is like starting when mm. someone, like if I said, okay, great. Are you going to send me a calendar invite? To me, that's very like domineering of me to be like, send me a calendar invite. Mm. I'm so busy. So the other, the other dynamic there is like, if you're going to someone's office and they have the address mm. and like there's some mm. specifics involved that they own that information, yeah. then they might send it. Then you might ask them to send it and it wouldn't be rude. Also, if they, for example, this happens with me all the time, if I have a client who has several people that they want to bring onto a call, 
Yes. And I don't have their email addresses. Yes. It makes perfect sense. I'm like, oh, great. Well, this would is... you mind sending over a calendar invite? Yeah, great. Because they'll invite Sandra and Jeffrey and yeah. Brittany and so on. And if you, of course, state it like, would you mind or yeah, yeah. could, you know, whatever. Not just like, send me an invite, bitch. I'll expect a calendar invite in my in box. My inbox. <laughs> I shall be waiting. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> shan't keep me waiting. Do you say that? Or shan't. That, you shan't. Nobody says shan't. Nobody says shan't. But I also don't know if that was used in the right context. Okay, but anyways, sorry. whatever. Um, okay, then lengths. We almost got into this, but then we got sidetracked. Keep emails short. Mm. Short, concise. Also, don't be afraid. I like, I love a bullet pointed Use email. Use a bit of formatting. Absolutely. Formatting so important. Yeah. And sometimes if things are a little... I think if you're like proposing something that hasn't been done before, you shouldn't be afraid of headings that are in bold that are like, what I propose is, yeah, or what are the next steps here? Or here yes. are the available dates or here are the deliverables. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not like, everything needs to be written like a book or a letter, yeah. you know? And in fact, it shouldn't be. No long bodies of text. No. If you're getting to writing an A4 page in an email, don't pick up the phone, should phone be, and call. Yeah, it, it should, should be, be a, a conversation yeah, if there's sure. that much to say. Okay, and before, before we move on to the next little bit, what about subject lines? And first, let's talk about subject lines. Mm-hmm. So I struggle with this all the time. I'm like, mm. I've gotten to the point where I literally just write, uh, like I write the most kind of ba- base, basic, like, oh, yeah. this is exactly what this mm. is about. And I don't know. I think that's, that's perfect. Yeah. Um, and that helps people to search for the email and refer back yeah. to it. Yeah. Unless you're a salesperson or a marketing person and you're trying to get a stranger to open an email that they may right. not otherwise open. That's true. You don't need to get too fancy with email subject lines. Yeah. Um, and there's there's a lot of uh, there's statistics around the fact that people open emails more when they have no subject line. So you can play with fire there. That's funny, yeah. But um, I would but just I would think about always like, have a subject line. I, I totally agree. Yeah. I think it's respectful for people yeah. to know what they're opening up. Yeah. And I think also like if you look at your email and you think, what's the point of this email? Yeah. Are we setting up a time? Yeah. That's, an, that's a subject line right there. Yeah, a time to meet. Uh, are we sending through a proposal? Yeah. What's the proposal for? Like, yeah. proposal just from think Brittany about like, exactly. Yeah, like, totally. what's the thing that you're saying? And that's the subject line. Love right it. There. And then in terms of email chains, always, if there's, like, there should never be an email chain that goes on for longer than, like, 10 emails. A hundred percent, yeah. It just gets to be psychotic. It does my head in because then you're, like, scrolling desperately <sighs> scrolling. through trying to find the attachment on one thing. and Scrolling for so long. Yeah. It's so new, upsetting. New topic, new email subject. Love it. Super simple. Email chain, sorry. Great. Yes. Okay. How about, I mean, this is kind of, so in terms of like replying, response time, all those kinds of things, uh-huh. um, what do you think is an appropriate response time to an email, Penny? So I work in client services, so mm-hmm. mine is always 24 hours. Yeah. Um, do you think it's good to like set one up for yourself? I think you it like, is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to answer my emails within two days. For or sure. And I think some people, because they struggle with email, they need that boundary. Yes. <laughs> I also think there's nothing wrong. And actually I've done this a few times and I feel like it helps. If you need, if you read an email and you're like, I need to think about that. Mm. You can send back an email really quick and say, just, you know, I'm going to take, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I'll get back to you about this in two days. Just need to have a thought. Or mm. you don't even say you need to think about it. You just like whatever. Yeah. I often write emails saying, hello, I've seen this. I'll respond po- properly tonight. Yeah. Because exactly. they'll be like, it's urgent. And you're like, well, it's definitely not urgent. 
much. Yeah. But <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll do it after I get off this flight or after I get, you know, free from this client workshop. Yeah, or exactly. Yeah. Another thing I think is super important is always, always answering your emails, even if um, the email comes in and you're like, oh, that was sent to me by accident or, oh, oh that's sure. whatever. Like you, it, it's like, it's just a respectful thing to do. Yeah. Professional. I, I've worked with people in the past who an email will come into their inbox and they might have been the person that did my role before. Right. And instead of passing it on to me, they would just leave it there. Yeah. And I'm like, are you going to pass that on or? Yeah. yeah. So always write back. And if someone says, uh, let's say Brittany's opened her inbox and there's an email there saying, hey, Hillary, um, remember the dinner date that we have on Wednesday night, blah, blah, blah. Don't just ignore that. You write back to them and say, hello, I think this was meant for a Hillary. I'm Brittany. Yeah. Um, just to make sure that no one's uh, feeling like someone's not writing back to them. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah, exactly. You mm. want to like be a, be a, be a good person in that situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, the person exactly. who's trying to get a hold of Hillary is going to look like a real dum-dum. Also, if, you're you know, going to get more emails for, for Hillary. Yeah, exactly. You know, like exactly. that's probably what's going to happen. This is one thing I think we might have talked about this ages ago in an episode. Uh -huh. But when you write an email, this is like a pet peeve of mine. When someone writes an email and sends it to like eight people and it's to no one in particular and they just sort of send it out and yeah. hope that like one of the people will respond. No, like don't do that. It's not a good thing to do. You're basically giving all of those eight people permission to ignore your email. And that's probably exactly what's going to happen. Yeah, and make sure you get the goddamn name right. I tell you what. Oh, man. <laughs> I have, I mean. That bleeds us nicely into the. Absolutely. Faux pas. Oh, yeah, good. Faux pas. <laughs> I was like, what are we? Okay, yeah. Um, yeah, totally. You Like names, just get it right. Mm. Like, and just spell it right. triple check it. Yeah. Like there's, there's really no excuse for getting somebody's name wrong in and an email. And also if you're not sure what the person's name is, because I've had times in the past where someone's had like two first names and they've referred to themselves by one yeah. name or blah, blah, blah. Just ask. Yeah. Just be like, hey, sorry, I'm not sure. Should I refer to you as Jean or Paul or Jean-Paul? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know what I mean? And they'll be like, it's Paul. Thanks for asking. Exactly. Or it's JP. Thanks for asking. That's such a good point. Um, just be very organic. Like, what would you like to, how would you like to address this issue? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so one of my favorite features on Gmail. Oh, yeah, girl. Is the, <laughs> is the undo feature. I live so, for the undo feature. <laughs> so after you've sent an email and... I don't know if a lot of people know this because I only learned this recently. Mm -hmm. You can actually adjust the amount of time on the undo Mine's feature. like seriously 20 seconds. <laughs> I, I sit there that. and I stare at it and I'm like, yep, yeah, that can okay? go. Yeah. That can go. So once you hit send, you have a few seconds to undo what you, you just did. You the undo button so, so it hasn't sent yet. Exactly. So that's the classic, like when you send it to the wrong person mm -hmm. or you hit, you know, whatever. You called them by... Uh, the wrong name, whatever. You called your boyfriend by your mistress's name. Or right? Or you sent like a complaining email to mm. like your manager about themselves or something terrible yeah. that yeah. you would of course never do. But or, you, case, or even you just forgot to put a bit of information in. That's yeah, more likely. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, Sorry, Brie. I went for the jugular, for the You're worst. Like, all the embarrassments. Yeah. And that leads in of course to reply all. Please reply all with caution. Oof. You want to know my reply all story? You Have I told this wait. one? I don't know. So um, I used to work. Oh, it doesn't really matter where I worked, but no. my one of my colleagues sent me an email saying, 
hey, um, this client is no longer going ahead with this booking. And I hit reply all without realizing and said, uh, no worries. Seems like she's going to be a bit of a pain in the ass anyway. <laughs> and obviously the client got it. It's okay. I mean, it was when I was young oh and God. I actually rang the lady and she was just laughing. She was like, it made my day to be honest. It was so funny. That's so funny. Um, so it was fine. But yeah, just check who's on your reply all list. Okay, let's jump into, this is kind of like similar, but more like etiquette style things. Mm-hmm. So let's say you uh, are introducing someone to someone via email. Mm-hmm. How should that go, Pen? Okay, so you need to do the double introduction, which yeah. goes like this. Hi, uh, Brittany and Philip. Mm-hmm. Um as discussed, we um, I wanted to introduce Brittany to Philip because I think you'd make a great couple. And then you say, Brittany, um, we talked about Philip the other day. He's an Aries. He's a really great cook. He's got a nice shiny head. <laughs> and then underneath, you also introduce Philip to Brittany by saying, Philip, um, Brittany has a golden cascading head of hair, lots of uh, experience in branding and social media. And she's a total flippin' derp. I'll leave it to you two from here. Penny. That's See great. how I did that? That was so good. Brittany and Philip are actually a dating couple. We're right a now. couple. That's God, why the joke was funny to pretty us. Pretty much how it all, yeah. <laughs> I hope that it was funny for you guys too. It was very funny. Okay, great. Um, that's a really good one. I basically took, like, I've seen you do introductory emails a few times and I just took what you did and completely copied it. And it makes me sound really professional. Great. And the reason you do this is because you might have discussed something with Brittany um, and you think, oh, yeah, she remembers. But then if you don't do the double introduction, she might be like, who the fuck is Philip again? Yeah. And why should I, I meet remember. with him? Yeah, exactly. Um, and it's just nice to, like, make everyone feel like they're on the same page because especially if you're introducing one person and not the other, it alters the power dynamic as well. For sure. Like only one person on this email it's needs important. to be introduced. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay, how long till, I mean, we we talked about this a little bit, like how long mm. to respond to emails. But what about if someone hasn't responded to your email? Yeah. So it's like you're waiting to hear back about something. Um, the classic thing, like, you know, it's very important actually to do follow-ups mm-hmm. because someone literally might have just forgotten or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, so how long do you think is appropriate? So um, in the sales world, we do one follow-up per week. So it's like mm-hmm. you've sent the initial email, then there's an, one week, one week uh, goes by, you send one follow-up, and then another week goes by, you send another follow-up, and then you realize the deal is dead. Dead in the if water. If they haven't responded to those three emails, it's probably dead. But then you still follow up one more time in two weeks. So you give them some t- – because some companies move fucking slowly. Yeah. So you just sit there for two weeks and then you say, hey, it looks like this wasn't the right partnership for you. Um, I'd love to do a, uh, get any feedback that you might have. Otherwise, I'll leave you alone now. Yeah. And when you say, otherwise, I'll leave you alone now, they go, fuck, sorry, you know what? I – got buried in another project, blah, blah, blah. So that can happen. Or they're like, great, please leave me alone. (laughs) You're very irritating. Yeah. Love it. Okay. And then this one, I'm a big uh, fan of discussing because, yeah. So the amount of uh, familiarity that Mm -hmm. you use in email and humor anecdotes you know I've gotten emails where literally an entire first paragraph is like a full anecdote of like someone's Ugh. holiday or something okay. and I'm like yep. that's interesting you know mm. it, it was yeah but then you know also you get these like really cold emails that mm. have nothing other than the facts and it's kind of sometimes hard to balance these two things I find mm. 
I totally agree. And I think I've, I made a mistake recently, um, and you'll know all about this, which was that I was overly friendly and overly familiar with a, a particular client and the relationship got muddled up. Um, mm. It got really misinterpreted um, and it got taken out of a business context in some way. So yeah. I think it's best to think about like you're friendly, you're supportive, you're helpful. You have energy to spend on these people, whoever they are. Yeah. But you don't want anything to be misinterpreted. Yeah. Um, Jokes about, you know, the weather or you needing, you know, whatever. Like, I mean, I feel like those are the ones to stick to. The really sort of like... The, the small talk jokes that you'd mm. make with somebody, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like and once a, you've developed a relationship, you yeah. can obviously like drop in like, oh, I hope you enjoyed the wedding. Yes. Or I hope yes. you enjoyed this conference that you told me you're going to or your holiday or whatever. Yeah. But still keep it like quite brief when it comes to the personal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just to save yourself. That will save you from getting too emotionally invested in anything you're totally. doing. Totally. I was really using for like maybe a little bit too long. Um, like beginning my emails right after Christmas with like mm. a mention of how cold it was in Canada, you know? Oh, yeah. And I'm Australian. So I always have to say something about like if I'm in Australia, I'm like, yep, it's really hot. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and everyone's like, great. All the koalas are dead. Ha, ha, ha. Oh my God. It's fucking depressing. But anyway, let's move on from that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, A couple last ones before we wrap it up. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. We already mentioned that one, actually. So we don't need to talk about that. Mm -hmm. If you're having a diff, if you need to have a difficult conversation or a lengthy conversation where there's a lot of, you know, uh, um, there's a lot to be, yeah, complexity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot could be confused or miss, or, or if it's like, like here, we have here like a sensitive topic where, where it's like, you know what, the way that I say this is going to be really important. Yes. So yes. like in email, it's really hard to get across any kind of like nuance. nuance. Yeah. And I think also like sometimes in life you will have to have unpleasant conversations. Yeah. And just think about it like if I was famous in five years, could someone take a screenshot of this email and put it on Twitter or something and have me cancelled? Yeah. I mean, it's highly unlikely, but Anything that could be forwarded to a manager or forwarded to your manager or forwarded anywhere. I've definitely made the mistake of ripping into someone on email once Mm. and I got in big trouble. It wasn't a client, but it was someone. And it was like just forwarded literally within seconds, forwarded straight to my boss. And my boss like, Wow. As we say in Australia, tore me a new asshole. Yes. (laughs) I've heard that one before. Am I right? I was terrified. That was our email episode. We hope it wasn't too dry, but just dry enough. We hope, <laughs> since you're still with us, we really appreciate you extra hard right now. Absolutely. We're really defensive about this topic, aren't we? I know, but I actually think the thing is, I'm, I'm just like kind of going with the flow, but I actually think this is a really helpful topic for me someone too. like me yeah. who like, I I was never taught how to email. No, no one was. That's yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, I had this colleague once and we basically, she was impossible to manage. And I had, I knew that I was booking her in for a meeting at 9.30 on a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So I was like, listen, uh, woman, uh, that we've got a meeting on Monday morning. Okay. You've got that. It's with the client. They're coming in. She's like, yep. I reminded her on Friday again. And then on uh, Sunday, I thought, should I text her? And I'm like, no, that's overkill. Too much, yeah. And then of course she didn't turn up. And I remember her saying, 
oh, I just like, I just don't check my email. Um, if though, if only there was some system where we could get told like what we've got on the next day and me and my boss turned around to each other and we were like, it's called your calendar. Unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Don't be that girl. Nobody likes that girl. No. She works at Google now. But Fuck. yeah, it's really annoying. <laughs> oh shit. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Anyway, she'll know exactly who she is. <laughs> Whoops. Anyway. Um, okay, Penny, what is your fun? Penny had a uh, a fun little story or tidbit, maybe. I don't know if it's fun, but it's just a cool thing that a I learned cool this thing. week. Are you ready? I'm super excited. Tell me. Okay, so have you heard of high context cultures? I'm going to go with no. Cool. It sounds Neither familiar, had I. but I'm I not sure. about it yeah. this week. Okay, great. So high context cultures stem from less direct verbal and nonverbal communication they use small communication gestures and reading into those less direct messages with more meaning. Mm-hmm. So high context cultures are Jap- Japan, Russia, and Arabic cultures, yeah, China, yeah, yeah. China, Chinese. Sorry, I've written all of these in different <laughs> tenses. So it's like Japanese, Russia. <laughs> so That's um, interesting, yeah. So those cultures want to get to know you before they do business with you. Right. So um, it might be common for business associates from uh, associates from this, these countries to be more personal in their writing. Mm. On the other hand, people from low-context cultures, German, American, or Scandinavian, <laughs> prefer to get to the point very quickly. I love that Germans are in low context. They're the lead low context. Yeah. They're like, fuck context. Yeah. Here's we love what you, I Germs. Need. Yeah. We love you guys. <laughs> but I just thought that was really interesting. I think it's really fascinating to it think is. about um, different cultures and how they operate and how you can um, just be a bit more aware of that when you're doing business with these people. Totally. You have to because mm. it's all about inclusivity. Exactly. We want everyone to feel like they're being seen and heard. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. <laughs> We're actually drinking on this episode. Hence we are. A little, little bit of uh, loosey-goosey. Yeah, I mean, it's really exciting because we decided to take Fridays as happy hour days. So Fridays are happy hour days. Isn't that, so I mean, cute. as they should be. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we plan happy hour stuff. There's going to be a bunch of events coming your way. We are going to be launching an Instagram. Which I know that sounds like such a small <laughs> thing, but we literally yeah. worked on this for three hours today. Yeah, it's going like, to be Instagram great. is such a huge job. It's oh a massive God. job. And it's, it's, we just want it to be really great, really valuable, mm. um, and just not shit. So yeah, it was gonna... funny because Brittany was like, okay, I'm going to give you these three topics. You need to write some um, captions for Instagram. And I'm like, okay. And then I brought them back and she's like, okay, we might turn these into blog posts because they're fucking long. <laughs> they're they're too really long. But they're great. I'll get used to it. I'll get yeah. the, I'll get the, yeah. I used to be the queen of the four minute read. Yeah. Like going out. For, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But, um, you need to think more like, what, one 30 minute? 30 second read. <laughs> no, like I think like a one minute read. Okay, great. It's safe. And a double tap. 1.5. Anyway. Yeah. Fuck Instagram. We're yeah. going to have a great time with it. I'm super excited about it. Um. Anyway, we've been rattling on. And now what we want you to do is really have a nice week. Yeah. Have a little drink on us. Have a little happy Metaphorically hour. Metaphorically yeah, speaking. Exactly. We just get a bunch of <laughs> uh, bills in the mail. Yeah. Um. And uh, what's our sign off, Ben? Oh, shit. I forgot it. Damn it. And remember, it's only work. I hate that. I don't think that's one. What okay. about, and remember, the best career hack, career hack is, is, we didn't come up with that bit. Doing your best. Doing your best. <laughs> okay, we'll come up with something I'm better so next sorry. week. I'm so sorry. That was okay. terrible. Love you. Bye. Right, bye.